With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. One of the sport's most notorious icons is stepping in the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with the first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football playoffs where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bulls broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crosshaw joining me. Chase, how you doing today, bud? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm all right. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I'm better than all right because I mean Tampa hasn't played in quite a few days. Getting kind of bored over here, uh, but hanging in. How are you? I am doing just okay. Classes started for me today, and it is Wednesday as of recording. Uh, a lot thrown at me, and I'm very interested to see where the semester goes. going to be a lot of excitement, but as well as a lot of stress. So we'll see how that works. But our Tampa Bay Lightning do return to play tomorrow night, and I'm very excited for that. Unfortunately, Dallas still yet to play a game. That is why our Tampa Bay Lightning games have been canceled. And unfortunately, Chase, we've got more canceled games to announce. Yep. Um, so I, I guess if you want to say on the bright side, it's not our Tampa Lightning, but, it, you know, still the Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers, their games have been postponed officially uh, due to COVID. It's a outbreak in Carolina's room. So I believe it's two games that they um, ended up postponing. So ho- hopefully it gets under control. Uh, maybe there's just some false positives and they can get back in the ice soon. Yeah, we really hope so because, again, that's in our division, so games might have to be canceled if Carolina and Dallas aren't able to get their current situations under control uh, quite quickly here. So that would really suck if more of our games got canceled. However, on the bright side, we do have at least some games played. Unlike Dallas, they currently sit in last place with zero games played. Um, But, hey, at least they're not the Chicago Blackhawks. Four games played, zero wins. Tough look for them. Yeah, I mean, we knew they weren't going to be a good team, especially without Taves and Kirby Doc both in the lineup. 
um, you know, you you and I were talking about it. You told me, st- like, I don't know the exact stat line, but through the first period, like Dylan Stroman, Dominic Kubelik, I think, had like two minutes of ice time. Regardless of what they could have done, that's a horrible decision, Jeremy Colleton. I'm, just, I'm calling you out, telling you right now, when you have guys that are clearly some of your best players, you, you need them playing. Dominic Kubelik just had an unreal rookie season. Dylan Strom is your top center right now. It, it, unless they just did the absolute worst thing that you could do in a locker room, whatever that is in your eyes, they, they need to be playing. If you want to have a chance of winning games, they need to be on the ice. And if you're a coach and you're not trying to win games, you don't deserve to be a coach in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. So pretty unfortunate for the Chicago Blackhawks. However, you know, it's not uh, not a bad thing for us because we've already versed Chicago Blackhawks twice, got two wins over them, and we're looking nice and dandy. However, a surprise team that we're going to have to look out for being in our division, the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, I, I think I can say for almost all hockey fans out there, this was a team we expected to be in the dumpster, a team we expected to be just at the bottom of the league. However, right now, they've got the leading goal scorer in the NHL. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, it's just the start of the season. Um, but, but Bobby Ryan, he, he's looked pretty good. He ended up missing the first game, I think, for whatever reason that was. Um, and he scored every game since being put into the lineup. He's he's looking like he's looking like really, I mean, honestly, just the way I can put it, he's just looking like a really good hockey player. Uh, he was a high pick for a while. He had some good seasons in the NHL. Then, you know, his his problems, his very well publicly documented problems kind of got to him. He had to miss some time last year. Came back, ended up uh, doing a little bit of damage. And then this year, he said he finally feels like he's becoming the player he was supposed to be. Which, if that happens, with how skilled he actually is, if he can become that type of player all of a sudden, watch out. Because that's there's enough raw talent on that Red Wings team where if he's just scoring goals left and right, they're going to be able to pull out wins. Yeah, for sure. A really cool story. Possible comeback player of the year to look out for right there. Uh, but Chase, we talked about it a couple of weeks back. The NHL, they were going to put some tracking devices in the NHL pucks, the high-tech pucks, uh, to be able to, you know, record the speed on a shot, etc. Unfortunately, they're already being pulled. Yeah, those pucks last about five, six days in the NHL. Um, I don't know what the exact issue was. Something, uh, If I had to guess, it'd be something with uh, the weight or they weren't providing the exact information they wanted. Um, you know, it was, it was going to be interesting, like, Kind of, you know, we kind of thought it'd be interesting going in. Having modifications to the puck in the past has never really worked out. So th- this year they were kind of trying it out, see what happened. Uh, usually they try this stuff in preseason, but this year there was no preseason, so they just had to throw it out there. And clearly they didn't like what they got back. So don't expect it to come back this season at all. It'd be really shocking if it did. They usually don't implement these midseason. So just look out for it sometime next preseason, though. Yeah, and that really stinks because, I mean, when we first talked about it, I talked about how cool it would be to see that implemented into the broadcast, kind of like how baseball, you've got, after a pitch is thrown, you've got the uh, miles per hour in the bottom right-hand corner showing how fast the pitch was, was it a curveball, was it a fastball, all of the different type of variations uh, in pitches in the MLB. I thought it would have been awesome to see the speed of a, of a Chara slap shot or a Shea Weber slap shot um, on a power 
power play or something. It, it would have been so cool to see. So uh, really unfortunate that they're already being taken out of rotation and something that hopefully will come back soon and perform how it was meant to perform. However, again, that's that's not going to be the case this year. But Chase will now talk about a trade that just happened yesterday. One I didn't see coming. I don't think really many people saw coming. Uh, it's not, not a big headliner uh, type trade, but it's a trade nonetheless. Yeah, you know, it, it seemed a little weird at first and when I found the reason it made a little more sense. Uh, so Ian Cole was traded by the Colorado Avalanche to the Minnesota Wild with salary retained for Greg Paterne. So when I saw this, I was like, it's kind of weird, but all right. But Ian Cole, he wasn't really playing in the lineup anyway. And they're trying to supposedly make roster spaces for both Connor Timmons and Bowen Byram. Uh, both those guys are NHL players. They deserve to be playing. So it makes sense. Um, you can send Ian Cole somewhere where he's going to get some playing time and you retain a little salary. It, it, it helps everyone really at the end of the day. It helps these young guys get in for Colorado. who are going to help them win anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And those are the guys we want to see. You know, Ian Cole, he's been in the league a long time. Uh, good player. I'm sure he's a great dude. But realistically, we want to see how promising these young prospects are in Bowen Byram. So uh, nice of Colorado to trade him to a place where he will get that playing time rather than just burying him deep in the roster because he is an NHL player, but so are their young guys. We want to see them. Oh, I mean, 100%. I Bowen Byron's a guy that I've just been waiting to see in the NHL, and I've always loved Connor Timmons' skill. So, like, these two guys specifically, like, with this, you know, movement, them being able to get into the lineup, I look super forward to it just because this, this whole team, everything they're doing is just exciting. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chase, well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Not a lot of news this week. Uh, unfortunately, our Tampa Bay Lightning are not playing, so not much news out of that camp. And overall, the NHL, we're just, you know, Getting into the season, uh, some games being canceled. We already mentioned those, so not a lot of news. So we are going to move into a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be doing a game preview for the Tampa Bay Lightning and Columbus Blue Jackets that take place this Thursday. And then we're going to be looking at some junior and college hockey updates as well. We'll be right back. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys all the way down to artists who are unsigned where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. 
All right, and we are back. Chase, we're going to be talking a little Tampa, a little Columbus. Uh, Our matchup with Columbus is this Thursday at 7 p.m. Going to be an interesting game to watch for sure. Uh, We've got some history with Columbus. I mean, I don't know if you remember, two years ago we had uh, kind of a, a bad running in with them in the playoffs. However, we redeemed ourselves to this past playoff uh, as we took them out on our way to winning the Stanley Cup champion, but uh, the Stanley Cup championship, excuse me. However, uh, a team that doesn't match up with us on paper, but they've got a very good coach. Yeah, Torch is a guy who always gets the best out of his players. You know, he did it when he won the Cup back with... uh Tampa and uh, Jesus, why am I drawing a blank on the year 04? That's the year. Wow. Um, you know, he, he, he did it back then. He still does it nowadays. He's been, you know, around the league, a lot of teams. You've always seen his uh, teams play hard for him. They play the right way. Uh, regardless of the skill of the roster, they tend to get things done. It's kind of how this Columbus team works. You know, they still got guys like P.L. Dubois, uh, Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski. They, they have like these skilled players, but other than that, you know, it starts getting really diluted as you get to the bottom of the lineup. But they're still going to fi- find a way to go out there, bust their ass, and challenge you every single night. Yeah, absolutely. And their leading goal scorer right now, Alex Texier, a younger player that's uh, coming up and getting his shot. Uh, he did play a little bit last year, getting his shot, though, and uh, really taking advantage of it with three goals on the season thus far through four games. Uh, Michael Delzato. A new acquiree for the Columbus Blue Jackets and a guy that I remember back in, what was it, NHL 14? He was with uh, he was with the Rangers, I think, or, yep. or was it Philly? I don't know. Um, but a, a guy that I've always kind of had a soft spot for, but obviously he hasn't been able to uh, stay up in the NHL as much as he's wanted to. But it's nice to see him return to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I mean, both those dudes you just mentioned are guys that I like. Alexander Texier is someone I was huge on in his draft year. Uh, he's a French kid, and he was playing in the top French league and entering his draft year and was playing some good minutes, you know, being one of the team's key players. He just, he's just got ridiculous skill at the end of the day is what it is. He sees the game pretty well. You can tell the way, you know, he positions himself on the ice, and he has tremendous hands. He can put the puck in the net. He, he really is a special player, and I look forward to watching him continue to develop. And then MDZ, you know, he's someone he's just – He's had some NHL success, then, you know, more recently he's had more NHL failure than anything. Uh, but just anything that I see with him off the ice or, like, any interviews or whatever it, it may be, I always just find myself, you know, enjoying him and rooting for him. So it'd be cool if, if he can really kind of establish himself as a player yet again. Absolutely. And the one thing that really led Columbus in the playoffs this past season was the goalie. The two the two goalies, Corpusalo, Merzlikens. Uh Corpusalo looking really good again this year. However, Merzlikens, he's he's really struggling with a save percentage in the eight hundreds. Uh the team has thirteen goals against overall. That puts them at a negative five goal differential. At one, two, and one, this team needs to figure out their defense and goaltending situation if they want to compete. Yeah, that's I mean, that's spot on. It's it's on the team. Like they're if they're never gonna beat you seven to six. Like it's just it's just not how it's gonna work. So if they can figure out that team cohesive game and play hard and figure it out defensively, it's when they become a challenge. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we expect to see Corpusalo playing against our Tampa Bay Lightning this Thursday. However, Chase, I don't think that it's going to be too big of a challenge. I mean, we talked about how this little break is going to, I think, help us more than hurt us as we're going to be able to get some more time with the power play, get some more chemistry going with the team overall. Uh, I think this should be a, a pretty handedly win for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll come out with a win too. Uh, if I had, if I had to go with score prediction, I'd say probably like a like a four to one type of game. Um, I, I I don't like predicting shutouts ever. That's just too hard to predict. So four to one, it would you know would be a, a pretty fair, I guess, assumption. Yeah, I would agree there, Chase. And we also play the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday as well with this new kind of schedule and divisions that we're looking at with COVID. We do get back-to-backs almost every time, if not every time, I should say, um, with the teams we are currently playing. So a back-to-back with Columbus as that game will be on Saturday at 7 o'clock. I would assume that we start 4-0 with our season. Yeah, you know, I'd have to assume that too, but you know, they say about assuming, um, you know, if you know that saying, you know how it finishes, but I, I would have to, yeah, like be in the same boat. It, it really depends how Tampa and Columbus both look on Thursday, I guess, you know, if Tampa looks like they're just absolutely dominating, then they should be able to win handily. If it's a close game, it, the really next game could go either way. So if, if I make a prediction now, I would say 4-0 as well. Yeah, I would agree with you there, Chase. All right, two games to look forward to on Thursday and Saturday, both at 7 o'clock for you guys. Thursday game will be on NBCSN, while the Saturday game, ESPN Plus, if you do have a subscription to ESPN Plus. But, Chase, let's quickly do a junior college hockey little update here. What do we have on the OHL and the WHL? Starting off with these two leagues, uh, the OHL and WHL seasons, they, they've kind of been further delayed. Um the OHL, I haven't really heard any news about since, uh, but I know the WHL, they still want to play a 24-game season. I don't think that's very likely. Even if it does happen, I don't know how this is going to happen because some stars from the WHL, have you know they've gone to the USHL. Some guys from the OHL, they've gone overseas. Um, and the thing is, I, I was uh, I was listening to the, pros- the Prospect Pipeline, or the Pipeline Show is what it is, sorry, the Pipeline Show. Um, he's a, the guy who does the show, he's a WHL broadcaster. It's a good junior hockey show. Um, he was talking to somebody and apparently, uh, like the rule is the WHL players that went to the USHL, they can only play like five or six games once they come back to the WHL. So even if they play their season, a guy like Matthew Savoy, he's just only gonna be able to play five or six games for Winnipeg. You know, that's a big kick in the stomach. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they want to play only 24 games. I, I feel like at that point, what is the point? You know, that's, that's so few games and they want to try to squeeze it in quickly here. You you told me uh, off the air that it really wouldn't start going until, you know, February, late February time. So at that point, why even try to fit in the, the minimum amount of games that you can when you could just look forward to hopefully starting on time next year with a full season? Yeah, and like it. It really would make no sense because if the O doesn't play, they're not doing a Memorial Cup. So why even have a season? Like they they might play a WHL season, not even play playoffs. Sure, like it gives guys that are there in their last season uh, some playing time, gives draft eligibles some spotlight time. But at the end of the day, it just it really is not that worth it, especially in a league like the Dub, where there's so much travel. I would assume you'd only play teams within your area, and I, I don't know. It it, it just I, it, it's just not gonna work, honestly. In my full honest opinion i just don't think it's gonna work for the dub 
Yeah, and I don't know how the NCAA is handling hockey. However, I know when the NCAA was handling college football, they announced that there would be an added year of eligibility to play. I think if the O, the W, you know, they did something like that, that would be great because, you know, if you are an older player and you want that last hurrah before you have to go get a big boy job, you know, you're you're not really going to have a future in hockey. That sucks. However, uh, you know, you want that one last season to really just play the game that you love before you have to move on. I think given an extra year of eligibility would be awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, as much as I'd be for that, at the same time, like, if, if you say... Now, like teams, they get three away spots. Um, so if you push it away from their twenty-year-old season to the twenty-one-year-old season, all of a sudden guys are a year older. And if a fifteen, sixteen-year-old's playing against like a twenty-one-year-old, um, it could that could be a bad things. Honestly, it's just a big gap. If they did something like this, I would say you know make it two away spots and then one like away plus spot where so someone who is going to be in that twenty-one-year-old season. Like only have one of those guys because if you have like three of those guys on your team, it could it, it could turn really bad. Yeah, that's a good point, Chase. But uh, let's now move on to another league that we have some updates for, Chase. Uh, whichever league you want to talk about next, let's go for it. All right, so I'll finish off with Major Junior. Uh, the Q they they've played a lot this season. Uh, they, they plan to get like they they're kind of on a break right now. They plan to get back into a bubble. Uh, teams will probably play regionally four or five bubbles around the league. Uh, it's amazing that the Q's play as much as they have with the rest of junior hockey in Canada not being able to play at all. It's really strange. I don't know how they were able to pull it off. But they've gotten some games in, um, but it's not really, really been that spectacular of hockey. Like right now, Sean Element, he's an overage player in the league. He's leading with 28 points through 15 games. Um, and, you know, beside him, they're, like this guy's with 27 through 14, 25 through 16. It's it's really not that like exciting of a league this year. Um, I know draft eligibles and always they want to play for the reasons that I mentioned, but I don't know. The, the hockey, as I said for the third time, the hockey's really not that great. But they do plan to keep playing, which is good for the players, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, some of those draft eligible players they want to you know continue to add to their resume. However, you know, not the best hockey is maybe not going to help their status when it comes to the draft. And that's another reason you look at the O and the dub and say, hey, you know, let's just not do it. Let's just who cares about, you know, 24 games when some of your stars are over in the USHL and they're only going to be able to play five games for you. You know, let's just look forward to the next season. Uh, COVID sucks and you can't control it. So you just got to kind of adapt to it. And right now, it's not looking like it's going to work with further delays, so might as well just cancel it, at least in my mind. Yeah, you know, like I'm perfectly fine with that, too. You know, it sucks for the kids, but like as two of our most recent podcast guests, uh, Ethan Cardwell and Jack Thompson, they, they both went over to Sweden. They're playing in the Hockey at 10. That's the third pro league there. I mean, they're both having good starts of the season. Um, Carzi just had a five-point game the other day and has seven points through three games. Jack Thompson, he has four points through three games. So they're getting to play like pro hockey. They're uh, still getting good ice time playing in the lower level type of league. Like I th- like guys need to be doing that. The junior leagues need to just let their kids go play overseas or go play in the U.S. because the U.S. junior is going on for the most part. Just let that happen. Don't let the kids waste a year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase. Well, let's talk about a couple other leagues up in Canada with the B.C. and the A.J. 
Yeah, so I remember the BC was kind of the first league to say that they were going to um, start at this, like late. They, were, they wanted to start at the same time the NHL did when the NHL originally wanted to start in December. Uh, well, the BC just has not started yet. Uh, I, I'm going to have to guess they don't play at all this year. be really shocking if they did. Uh, and then the AJ, I mean, team, I think the max of team, games the team got in was four games back in November. Um, they were able to play a few, then everything shut down, and it's not opening back up again. So it sucks for ju- the junior leagues in Canada. Um, you know, major junior we just talked about, and then like junior A, junior B, um, you know, all these lower leagues, they're just all screwed. They're, there's no chance any of them play. Yeah, that's really unfortunate too because the U.S., although we are playing hockey, we still had other sports going on, whereas Canada, obviously, they're a hockey-dominated market. So to see their number one game um, not playing, that, that really stinks. And uh, our hearts are out to the Canadian fans because I know they want to watch it and the players because we know they want to play it. But let's now move on to the U.S. chase. Uh, you mentioned there's some good players over in the USHL coming from these junior leagues. Well, the USHL, they are playing. Yes, they are. The USHL has been playing really a good chunk of games. They've played pretty much most of the season. You know, some stuff's been delayed, postponed, or canceled. But like, most teams, they've gotten like a legitimate amount of games in, which is great to see. Um, as I kind of mentioned a little bit before, some major junior players, they've come over to the U show. Uh, names like Matthew Savoy, Cole Sillinger, and Cross and Ash, you know, those are three of the bigger names that have come over. Um, they're, they're pretty much... I, I got a feeling that they think they're not playing their WHL season, which is why they end up coming over. Uh, but it, it's just good for the USHL, USHL at the end of the day. Um, you know, in terms of leagues, like when it's compared to major junior, it's usually looked at as a little bit lesser because it's a college route. So they say, oh, the better kids go to the O, go to the Q, go to the dub because they're going to get to the NHL sooner. So it's good that the U show is getting this type of talent um, so far through the year. Draft eligible, Matthew Coronado actually leads the league 40 points through 19 games. He's he's looking pretty phenomenal. He's kind of you know making a case to really find himself in the first round of this year's draft. Um, you know he'll he'll probably like he'll go in the first two rounds. I'd have to say with how he's playing, but he's really making a case to be a first round pick. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's great to see some big names in the USHL, like you mentioned, Chase. But now we'll talk about the NCAA. I know that they are playing because, unfortunately, my Michigan State Spartans not playing to the best of their abilities as of right now. But uh, nonetheless, it is hockey, it is college hockey, and it's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, like most of the of the NCAA has been able to like play. You know, they started a little bit late, but they they've been staying. You know, for the most part, healthy, staying out of COVID issues. A lot of teams are getting games in. Um, it's it's been it's been good for the NCAA. I'm surprised they were able to pull it off the way they, way they did so far. Uh, in in terms of you know scoring and who's playing well thus far, Odin Tufto, uh, a pretty a pretty fun name. Wish I had featured it on Hockey the Name of the Day before. Honestly, uh, he's Quinnipiac senior captain. He's got 27 points through 15 games. He'll end up finding himself an NHL contract upon uh, season ending. I'd have to, I'd be shocked if not, uh, you know, but behind him, a guy like Cole Caulfield, he's sixth in the nation scoring 17 points through 14 games, uh, eight goals. You know, you expect a little more out of him this year. Uh, he's supposed to kind of take a bigger jump. It's a little shocking that he's only doing that. Uh, I, I really think he's going to be an NHL player really soon, whether that's next year or the year after. But I mean, the way he's playing right now, he might need another year. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's really cool to see. Odin Tufto do that I mean come on I can't even do it when it's not hockey name of the day um but yeah Michigan State I mean I I I guess I shouldn't have expected much when they're going against Cole Caulfield and then the juggernaut that is U of M with Matty Beneers Kent Johnson and Owen Power but I, I mean I had some hope 
Yeah. I mean, dude, that, that Michigan team. I mean, I had a, like, we have a later segment where I was going to mention draft eligibles, but I'll just mention, like, some of those Michigan guys now. I mean, like, if, if you want to start, you know, Ken Johnson, he's Michigan's leading scorer thus far. As a draft eligible player, 16 points through 14 games, four goals, 12 assists. The dude is just sensational. Uh, but behind him, Thomas Bordalo, he's got 15 points through 12 games. Uh, you know, and then if we want to stay on the topic of talking about the draft eligible guys, that leaves Matty Beaners. He's got 11 points in 12 games. And then Owen Power's got eight points in 14 games. Like They're all playing fantastic hockey. You know, we, we've mentioned it time and time again, just this Michigan team is really something special. They could be doing really great things if they stick together. Uh, so I really hope that as much as I want to see these guys in the show, I, I really hope they stay together for one more year next year and can maybe push for a national championship. Yeah, that would be really cool. But Chase, we will now move on to the final little piece of our show. Uh, and that's going to be talking about some of the guys at the top of this upcoming draft. Uh, you mentioned some of them right there. Owen Power, Matty Beneers, Ken Johnson. Uh, there's some other players out there, though, as well, like Luke Hughes, younger brother of Jack and Quinn Hughes. Uh, you got players like Atu Ratti, who was up there and was seen as the number one pick before coming into this season where, uh, you know, he hasn't had a great season, a great start to the season wasn't on the Finnish World Junior team. That's unfortunate. Uh, and then you got some other players too, like Simon Edvinson and uh, Carson Lambos, Brant Clark. So uh, let's get a couple updates from some of these top guys. Yeah, so kind of starting with some guys with the program. Luke Hughes, he has 26 points in 23 games. Uh, you know, Luke, like I, I'm going to compare him to Quinn really quick. He's kind of bigger than Quinn, more physical than Quinn. Then in terms of scoring, like pace, he's scoring at a better rate than Quinn was at this age. It uh, doesn't mean he has the same offensive ability because honestly, Quinn Hughes has um, like borderline unmatched offensive ability. You know, a, a guy like Kale McCarr is going to beat him out. That's kind of really about it, maybe. Um, so, but Luke, he's got real potential to be a real special player in the league. Um, I know Jack and Quinn have both said before they think Luke's the better player. I'm going to have to disagree. I think Quinn is the best of the three, but you know, t- time will tell, uh, but moving on also the program, Sasha passage off 30 points in 18 games. Uh, this is a Michigan born kid and he's got some legit talent. He, I would be shocked if he's not a first round pick. He's in, the, he's in the first round for me personally. He's got a ton of talent. He's going to be a special NHLer. And then finally Dylan Duke, uh, 28 points through 23 games. He is another, uh, just really sensational player. Michigan commit <laughs> just Michigan getting better and better. Uh, you know, he's been playing great. Moving on to Europe, uh, you know, got some names to really mention. Atu Ratu, as Mike just mentioned, three goals in nine games in uh, the top league. That's that's OK. Someone who's supposed to be the number one pick, someone who's been playing in that league for two years now. You need more than that, though. It, he's going to end up he, like if he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to fall out of the top 10. Honestly, it, it wouldn't be that far fetched. He's playing horrible. Uh, it's really inconsistent. He's, you see some flashes, then you see just like really you're playing this level of hockey it, it's bad uh but brant clark he's got no points through eight games in slovakia right now that's not that surprising for a defenseman in that league especially a young one he's playing okay minutes um but slovakia and the check like check those two leagues are not very good leagues and they don't treat young kids very well so brant clark he's just kind of getting minimal ice time uh moving over to stanislaus fosel who's playing in that check league like i just mentioned zero points through 15 games but getting good ice time he should find himself in the first round Carson Lambos, uh, he's got nine points through 11 games in the Finnish U20 league, which I honestly, I would have been happier if like Brent Clark went that route and played junior instead of playing pro over in Europe. He would have gotten more ice time. He would have been able to dominate. And I just think that'd be better for his development, kind of like Carson Lambos. Um, I know some people think he might be first overall pick worthy. I'm not quite there, but I mean, he's, he's showing a lot of skill. 
Uh, and then William Eklund, he's got 14 points for 22 games in the SHL. Fabian Lysel has 13 points, 11 games in U20 in Sweden. And then Simon Evanson has 6 points through 14 games in U20 Sweden. So that was an overload of information there. Yes, I know. But, you know, just uh, a, a good group of draft eligible guys and some guys that are really worth mentioning. A lot of them are having, you know, pretty nice seasons. It's, it's good to see that guys that have had to go over from North America to Europe are adapting pretty well. Absolutely. And we'll try to wrap that up into a nice little bubble real quick here. So we've got over 50 games left in the NHL regular season, another four rounds of playoffs before the Stanley Cup gets raised. And then we can start thinking about the NHL draft. We'll chase right now so far away. Do you have a definitive top three in your list or are you are you willing to give a top three as of right now? Obviously, things can change and, you know, 50 games from now. But as of right now, your top three. If I had to list top three, the order I think I would have to do it in is Owen Power, number one, Dylan Gunther, number two, even though we haven't been able to see him play this year. I just think he's got that level of talent. And then Kent Johnson, number three. So it. I guarantee you it's going to be different by the end of the season, uh, but based on what I've been able to see so far and what I've seen from last year, um, it it's just those three guys have really been the three biggest standouts to me. Awesome. Power, then Gunther and Johnson. Those are Chase's top three as of right now, but that's going to do it for the show. We're going to move on to hockey name of the day before we go ahead and outro this bad boy. So here we go, Chase. We've got Pavel... Pischel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Pish. Pischel. Pish, Pish, Pischelnikov. Pischelnikov? <laughs> Pischelnikov. Pavel Pischelnikov. <laughs> Pischel. <laughs> oh, Pischel. So our, our, bo- our boy Pischel, that's his new nickname. Uh, he's a 24-year-old Russian-born player playing in Belarus. He's re- recently transferred to Nemengradno, which is the, like, best really the most notable team i guess best team in belarus uh was playing for locomotive orsha six points through 21 games you know nothing special of a player but i mean i'm I'm happy that like you kind of struggled there in the beginning but you're able to put it together i'm proud of you hey i'm just happy well i shouldn't say i'm happy but i i hope that pischel is happy with his new nickname because uh it's gonna go down in in the in the hall of fame what what a nickname for pavel Pischalnikov. Yes, good enough. Okay, perfect. All right, let's outro this show, Chase. Alrighty, uh, if you if you guys want to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. You know, we really appreciate your guys' support. I want to thank you for listening as always. Um, if you support us that way, it's just kind of another way to, to show us that you're interested in what we're doing. Uh, it's just a way to monetarily support us as well. But regardless, you should follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And then while you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. You can get your football talk there. Uh, make sure to go to the, um, the Hockey Podcast Network Twitter account, though, because they're doing a jersey contest right now. We're matched up against the Detroit Red Wings. That's a that's a tough matchup to have. Very uh, tough. Yeah, we, we can still win this, though. We, we, we need our, our supporters flying in and voting for that Tampa jersey. If you guys want a chance to win that jersey, you got to make sure to get in on the vote so we win. Um, but moving on, if you want to go to the hockey podcast network.com, find all the podcasts in the network there, boom, click the logo, listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And then wherever you're listening, if you could rate us five stars, you know, leave a like, leave a comment, send us your questions, concerns, tweet at us, uh, you know, be involved in any, anything on Twitter that we might do. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming out and listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time.